Hello, my friend. It's time for Super Success Secrets, the show where we discuss the world's most powerful success strategies. I'm your host, Chirag Luka, and I'm really grateful to share with you some of the ideas that I've used to become a number one best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, multiple world champion martial artist, and seven times world record holder, as well as interviewing the best thought leaders to discover the secrets to their success so that you and I can grow together, achieve our maximum potential, and become champions of life and business. Let's get started. In this episode, we discuss five irrefutable laws of growth. We all want to grow, do more, see more, be more, experience more. We always want to go to the next level, reach the next plateau, reach new heights and ascend and level up our life and business. It's super, super important and such a worthy cause to go on. I was saying just the other day that I think that the purpose of life is to add purpose to life. And if we're constantly growing, We're becoming more. We're living a life that's fulfilled. We're living a life where we reach our maximum potential. This is such a super worthy cause for us to go on. And so these five rules and five laws, as it were, that I've come up with to discuss with you today are things that I have found are universally true amongst the most successful people and amongst the people who teach about being successful the people who have modelled it. I've applied these five things to my life and I've seen positive results and I wanted to share them with you right now. So before we get into it, I'll tell you what these five laws are and then we'll break them down and delve right into them. So the five laws are this. Law one is curiosity. Law two is the power of now. Law three is having discipline. Law four is gratitude. And number five is forging a path. Let's break this down and go through them step by step, move by move, one by one, and see if we can see see how we can apply this into our own life. Take a look. The first one is curiosity. We often hear it said that curiosity killed the cat. Now, this is the kind of reward that we think we get for curiosity. For most of us, since we're not cats, I guess this doesn't really apply to us. But here's the thing. Many people are not curious about what they can achieve and how far they can go with something. A child, on the other hand, is always curious. They always have their hands in something. They want to, to explore. And that's the greatest thing about being a child. The whole world is new to you and you're curious about everything. You're learning the most. So who learns more? Adults or children? Always children, right? Like they learn and pick up everything like a sponge. So for me, this childlike curiosity is really important. When we start any journey, too often we think about the end destination. We wonder how long will it take to X, Y, and Z. How long will it take to grow the business? How long will it take to achieve a black belt? How long will it take to to lose the extra pounds? How long will it take to build muscle? How long will it take to X, Y, and Z? Whatever that may be for you. We always have an end goal in mind. 
I think that this is because we live in an almost on-demand world where you no longer need to wait for your favourite episode. You don't need to wait for next week to come until you get to see the next episode. You have many things on demand there and then and you can watch them all together at your own time and your own discretion. Not just this, but there's drive-through life where you can drive through and pick up the food. Everything's fast and on demand. This is amazing and it's amazing how far we've come and how easy we can make things. However, this has gone into our mindset in thinking that almost everything should be instant. I was saying again just very recently that nobody ever eats the fruit on the same day that they plant the seed. Everything in this world has a gestation period. A period between when the seed is sown and when the harvest is reaped. That's the, the magic, that's the journey of it. Now, everything has a certain period, but we're often looking for the harvest. We're looking for that end goal. I would like to put it to you to change the mindset around this and not think, when will I achieve X, Y, and Z? But rather to think, how far can I go with this? Let me give you an example. There's a show that I'm doing. It's a dance narrative based on an ancient Chinese legend. And when I started this, it was actually in the year 2012, I began to do the research into the project. In 2015, we did a stage adaptation of this project. And I just continued to think, how far can we take it? Again, in 2018, I revived the project and we made it as a film. And now again, with new technology, we're making it in a whole new way. Because I'm always thinking, how far can I take it? Not just that it's done. If I had left it at the time when it was a stage production, that would have been absolutely fine. But I have this curiosity to see how far we can take it. So today, in 2020, I'm still phoning people to see where it can be booked and how it can be brought back in a different iteration. Not just this, but the mindset behind this actually comes from the martial arts. Now, in the martial arts, we all know that we start at the white belt. The white belt symbol symbolizes purity. It symbolizes beginnings. And you have a beginner's mind as you go into it. Then, and this is the part that most people don't know. Most people believe that black belt is the goal, is the destination. I even get asked sometimes in my school, how long does it take to get to black belt? Now, this question is what I'm talking about. We always have an end destination in mind. Everybody thinks that black belt is the goal. But traditionally, the black belt in Japanese is called shodan. The word sho, the prefix, comes from the same word as shoshin, meaning beginner's mind. And dan means grade. So actually, the black belt, by its Japanese name, means beginner's grade. So what does this mean? It means that white belt is the start of learning and black belt is the start of understanding. And when I got this into my mind, I began to think, wow, like it was a mind blowing moment. How far can I take this? How far can I go? And it's not about winning medals or attaining more grades, but it's about striving for that. 
one of the cornerstones of karate is to strive for the perfection of character. I love this saying because it doesn't say that you have to attain the perfection of character. It says you have to strive for the perfection of character. That's Funakoshi Sensei who said that many, many years ago. The other part, another cornerstone, if you will, of karate is that karate has no end. Which means that it's a lifelong journey. You're constantly striving for the perfection of character. In the same fashion, I like to see with everything, how far can I take it? So that's the first thing. I think that the most successful people in the world look at their project, look at their life, look at their relationships, look at their businesses and think, how far can I take this? How much better can I become? I've said it many times that gold medals are seldom made of gold. They're always made of hard work and nobody cares about the medal, the title, the award or the or the accolades that come along with it. What most people who are successful care about is who they have to become to reach that level where they're earning that amount. It's not to have more. A lot of people position this, I think, as success means to have more. But in my opinion, success means to be more. So you're growing, you're growing, and it's that growth that makes you successful. So that's the first point right there, curiosity. Let's see how, how we can apply that. So I want you to ask yourself in everything that you do, everything that you start, ask yourself, how far can I take this? How far can I take this? Not when will I get to and then a destination, but how far can I take it? Then what you can do is you can split it up into destinations so you can have an initial destination. And once you reach that destination, look for the next destination. See how much further you can push the project that you're going through. That could be anything. I mean, that could be your relationships. It could be your business. It could be your, your friendships. It could be anything in the whole world. The second irrefutable law is the power of now. I've got this strange ritual, if you will, that when I come up with a plan, the very first thing that I do is as soon as I have that plan and I've written it down, I've done set the date for, for what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it, and I've set the date for the first destination, the very first thing that I do is take some step instantly and immediately in order to achieve that goal. I've already started the journey. So, for example, with starting this podcast, the very first thing is that I decided that I was going to start a podcast. And instantly and immediately, the day that I decided that I would do that, I created the cover art and I found out and set up all of the page, etc. So I'd taken the first step. I hadn't started recording. I hadn't started creating. I hadn't even started thinking about the topics yet. But it's all about just taking step one. Once you take step one, step two, three, four, five, and six, they all come one after the other. It's almost like when you try and push a really big boulder. <laughs> now, I know that most of us are not out pushing really big boulders, but if you imagine like you're, you want to push this big boulder, you get behind it and you push with all of your might and you push with all of your strength. As you start to push this, it's so difficult to get the boulder from, from staying still to moving. It's incredibly difficult to start with. But once it picks up momentum, it's almost impossible 
to stop it. The hardest part is getting started. So this is why I like to take step one immediately. It wasn't always this way, however. In fact, I had a teacher who I was training with many years ago and we were, we were, I was training with him, which meant that I was living with him. We were working together pretty much all hours of the day. And I had an attitude, this was in my teenage years, that we can, why do something today that we can put off for tomorrow? In fact, I even used to say that if I do it at the last minute, I'll be older and therefore wiser. I mean, what an excuse. I used to think this almost legitimately and then make this joke out of it saying that if I left it to the last minute I would be older and therefore wiser and we could do it at the last possible moment. My teacher said to me tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow it will be too much from a Chinese proverb and this just stuck with me tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow it will be too much. Meaning that if I put everything off for tomorrow and I just keep piling it up, one day when I finally have to get around to doing the task, it's going to be a huge mammoth task. And if I begin it today, at least we can get going. There's a line in Hamlet that says, if it be now, tis not to come. If it be not to come, it will be now. And if it be not now, yet it will come. The readiness is all, let be. What he's saying there is if I don't do it right now, then eventually I still have to do it. And if I have to do it later, then it still means I'm doing it. The readiness is all, meaning the preparedness, being prepared for starting is the only thing standing in the way. So let it be. Let's do it. And this also, this line from Hamlet has also stuck with me for very many years, that it's about the readiness. It's about having an opportunity and being prepared for that opportunity. This is something I'd like to talk about in a later podcast, but suffice to say for right now that if you are training, it's better to be prepared and have no opportunity rather than to have an opportunity knocking at your door and you're just not ready for it. So the power of now is something that's super, super important. So the next time you come up with a goal or an ambition or something you want to achieve, just try it. Try it with me. Just take a step, just the first step. So it picks up momentum, almost like you're pushing that boulder and you start that journey. Once it picks up momentum, it's going to be so easy, so effortless and so very worth it. So it's worth taking that first step right now. That's the power of now. The next golden rule or law of growth is to have discipline. Now, discipline is super, super important. And I always explain to my students in martial arts that discipline means doing your best. This is an age appropriate definition that I have. But discipline means doing your best very specifically, meaning that it doesn't mean doing your best just when you're inspired or just doing your best when you feel like it, or just doing your best when you feel motivated. You remember there's that old Zig Ziglar saying where he was asked if motivation was important or if it would last forever. And he said, no, it doesn't last forever, but neither does bathing. But I definitely recommend it. Motivation is really important, but motivation isn't the be all and end all for taking action. If we all wait until we're inspired or motivated for that action, we'll be waiting a long time. 
It reminds me of another saying of his, and it went something like this, that you have to get up, you have to dress up, and you have to show up, and you never, never give up. And that's how we achieve goals, that's how we move forward, and that's how we achieve growth. Get, get up, dress up, show up, and never, never give up. And we have to do that every single day in every single way. I mean, we can't just wait until we're inspired or motivated. We have to show up even when we don't feel like it. This is an irrefutable law of growth. You can't just grow when you feel like it. We grow when we have to. We grow even when we don't feel like it. We continue the journey. Keep moving forward. Keep getting better. And it goes back to that thing about having an opportunity and not being prepared. I would hate to be caught up in that situation. A lot of the time people didn't understand my mindset when I used to say something like, it's better to have the knowledge and not the need rather than to have the need and not the knowledge. They didn't understand my mindset, but they also didn't have my mission. They didn't know that I was training all of those things in martial arts because maybe one day I would want to be a teacher and I would need to know all of those things so I could pass them on to the next generation. I was training in things that we no longer needed or they were the basics that we had cast away, but I continued to train in them. And that's how I learned the power of discipline and showing up even when you don't have to. The next irrefutable law of growth is having an attitude of gratitude. Why is this a law of growth? Of course, we should all have gratitude. We should all be thankful and grateful. But why is it that I've put it in the laws of growth? The reason I've done this is because what you praise grows. If I praise some a, a child's behavior for doing something really well, then that grows. If I praise a child who I'm teaching and I praise their internal motivation, that grows. If when at the end of one of my martial arts classes, the kids are all helping to tidy up, I praise how helpful they are, then their helpfulness grows. They grow more into doing, they do more of what they are praised for, because what we praise grows. Now, this gratitude is super, super important. And I didn't realize that most people didn't know this. Recently, I received an award. And when I went up to receive the award, I said something to the effect of that I was very grateful to my family and all of my teachers and all of my supporters. And all of the victories are theirs. Only the mistakes are mine. And the next morning, I got several phone calls from friends who were at the award ceremony who asked me, what was that line that you said? And it ended up on social media on a few different people's posts. I was shocked by this because I didn't realize that in that moment, what I had said was so important for everybody to understand. I had in that moment given thanks, not just because I had won that award, but because of all of the work that everybody around me had done to put me on that stage to be able to win that award in the first place. You see, everything in this whole universe that we are doing, we have because of somebody else. We should be grateful to somebody else. Like when you're drinking from a well, you should be grateful for the person who dug the well right there. It's almost like they knew that at this point you would be thirsty. So we give gratitude even for the smallest things. Like for me to be able to communicate this with you right now, 
I'm grateful for the people who have supported me and almost pushed me, in fact, to create the podcast. I'm grateful for the people who have invented these apps to make it so very easy for me to launch a podcast. I'm grateful for everyone's feedback on the podcast when they're like, oh, you sound a bit shouty or you sound a a little bit dull in this one or whatever, you know, or you sound like maybe you were tripping over some words. It may be the case. I accept all feedback. I embrace it and I'm grateful for it. So I think that yes, when we want to grow, we should be grateful for the things that we have and also praise in ourselves and in others the things that we would like them to do more of. For example, you see someone being helpful, thank them. Give them gratitude for doing that and watch them do more of it because what we praise is almost like it's like watering a seed. It begins to grow. And the last law is to forge a path where there isn't one. A lot of the time we take a look at the fruits of somebody's tree. We take a look at the success that they have now in the moment. And we don't realize that in fact they created this success out of something that was non-existent. They created a path where there wasn't one. When doors were slammed in their face, they created a new path. They forged a new way. No is never good enough. If somebody says no, we're just one no closer to a yes. We keep trying. It goes back to having that discipline to show up, to make sure that we're always there. We're forging that path. We are forging our own way. If we want to achieve something badly enough, then the only person who is responsible for that is us. If there's not a clear way to get from point A to point B, we're going to have to make a way. And the greatest people and the most successful people in the world have done that. Most of us talk about not reinventing the wheel. And this is very true. If there is a path you want to go in the the easiest way from point A to point B, but if there's no way that you can see and you want to go from point A to point B, we have to sometimes forge that path. So for me, that's the fifth rule, the fifth irrefutable law of growth. Growing, like I said, is super, super important because at the end of our life, we want to be fulfilled, meaning we want to be full and filled with all of the experiences and everything that we have done, everything that we have become everything that we've grown into. That for me is reaching peak potential. So I hope that you can take something away from these five rules, these five laws of growth, and you can apply them into your life. Share with me your rules, your your growth journey and your rules or your laws around how you grow. What do you do? And do you apply any of these rules or laws already? I'd love to hear more about it. That's at Chirag Luca on Instagram. I'd love to hear about your journey. Love to hear about your growth. And I'm really happy that we can grow together. Until next time, this is Super Success Secrets.